Uh, Lift off. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. All three engines up and burning. 2, 1, 0. And lift off. The final lift off of Atlantis on the shoulders of the space shuttle. Hi everyone and welcome along to this week's episode of Into Space here on TRTE Radio. Coming up on today's show. The red planet, Mars. We'll be learning all there is to know about our neighbouring planet and just why it is so exciting to scientists. Plus, aliens. What are they and is there any evidence to tell us that they actually exist? We'll be learning everything about extraterrestrial life from crop circles to UFOs. But first, last week on the Interspace Guide to Space, we got a brief introduction to the first four planets in our solar system, Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars. We learned that Mercury and Venus are both very hostile planets where it would be absolutely impossible to survive. And we heard about how planet Earth is just the perfect distance from the sun, so that the temperature is neither too hot or too cold. As well as hearing about Mars and just why the planet is red, something we'll be hearing more about in a few minutes. But now it's time to learn about the next four planets in the solar system. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus and Neptune on the Into Space Guide to Space. Right, so the first thing to know about these four planets is that they are part of what is known as the Outer Solar System. The first planet in the Outer Solar System is Jupiter. This is by far the largest planet in our Solar System. It has two and a half times the mass of all the other planets in the Solar System put together. The word mass, put simply, means the amount of stuff inside a planet. So Jupiter has two and a half times the amount of stuff in it than all of the other planets combined. It's absolutely ginormous. This planet is also made entirely of gas. It's made up mainly of hydrogen and helium. So if you're going to go there, you might sound like this. If you look at pictures of Jupiter, you will see a very large spot on its surface. This is a huge storm that has been raging on the planet for several hundred years. But the planet itself is so huge that this massive storm looks like just a dot on its surface from afar. The other cool thing about Jupiter is that it has, wait for it, 67 moons. That's unbelievable. There are, however, only four main moons, which you can see if you look at Jupiter through a telescope. These are known as the Galilean moons, after the inventor of the telescope, Galileo. Next up in the solar system comes Saturn. This is known as the ringed planet because it has a very distinctive system of gas rings surrounding the planet itself. These thin bands that go the whole way around the planet are made up of mainly icy particles. The planet Saturn itself is made up entirely of gas, just like Jupiter. Next comes Uranus. This planet is sometimes known by scientists as the ice giant. As you can imagine from its name, Uranus is an extremely cold place. It has winds that can blow up to 500 miles an hour. Interestingly, however, scientists believe that on the surface of Uranus, there could also be possibly a huge ocean, and it's thought that this ocean could be extremely hot. 
over two and a half thousand degrees in fact. How weird is that? The planet itself is absolutely freezing, but there might also be an ocean that is hotter than we could ever imagine. And if you thought Uranus wasn't weird enough, the gases that make it up are helium, hydrogen and methane. So as well as sounding like this, everything would also smell like farts there. Ugh. And last but not least comes Neptune. This planet is so far away that for many centuries people didn't even know it existed. It was only when telescopes began to become more powerful and reliable that it was discovered in 1846. Like all the other planets in the outer solar system, Neptune is made up of gas. It is, however, the smallest of these four gas planets. Incredibly, even though Neptune is so far away from Earth, about 4.4 billion kilometers, NASA did send a spacecraft there in 1989. Known as Voyager 2, this craft took pictures of Neptune that showed a brilliantly blue planet with a few white clouds around its surface. Most of what we know about Neptune is based on this incredible journey taken by Voyager 2. It's also the windiest planet in the solar system, with winds reaching speeds as fast as 1,200 miles per hour. That's six times faster than a Formula One car. Well, that's all on this week's Into Space Guide to Space. Tune in next week where we'll be introduced to even more amazing things about our solar system and beyond. Into Space on TRTE Radio. Okay, so now it's time to take a trip back a bit closer to Earth. Coming back from Neptune, we pass Uranus, Saturn, Jupiter and take a bumpy ride through the asteroid belt. And after the asteroid belt, we come across Mars. From the outside, Mars looks like a massive red ball. If we take a journey onto its surface and take a look at it closer, we would find what is essentially one massive red desert. It gets this red colour because the material that makes up the surface of Mars comprises of iron-rich mineral that has essentially rusted. The dust that is then kicked up from this rusty, dusty surface means that Mars looks like it's glowing red from afar. But there's a lot more to Mars than simply a red, dusty surface. It's about half the size of planet Earth. And after our own planet, it comes up as the next most varied planet in terms of having highly varied and interesting terrain. This interesting terrain is one of the main reasons why scientists are so excited and interested in Mars. These similarities to the surface of planet Earth have got them thinking to themselves, hmm, I wonder could Mars ever support life? So let's imagine we were to take a trip to Mars right now. We'd need a way to get around on the surface and to explore this incredible terrain. And I know exactly what vehicle we could use. Here it is, the Mars Curiosity Rover. It's about the size of a car and it has six wheels which help it move over some really, really difficult surfaces. It was launched in 2011 by NASA to see whether Mars could ever support life. Its journey here took just under a year and when it landed, scientists unlocked a whole new, unbelievable world that we had never been able to explore before. This is pretty much one of the coolest things ever invented. Because at the moment we can't send humans to Mars, Curiosity needs to be equipped with everything that a human would need to explore. So to begin with, Curiosity has a brain, 
or a super, super powerful computer which collects detailed data from the surface of Mars and fires it back towards planet Earth where NASA analyse it. As well as its wheels, it has legs that can move about in case the rover gets itself in a particularly difficult spot. The last thing NASA want is to send the Curiosity rover so far to Mars and for it to get stuck in a pothole or something. It also has arms that can reach out and pick up interesting looking rocks that it might come across. Finally, it has incredibly powerful eyes or cameras on board that are used to take really detailed photos that NASA can analyse back here on Earth. So that's an introduction to our vehicle. Now it's time to hop on board and explore the surface and see what we can find. So one of the most impressive features of Mars worth looking at is a mountain called Olympus Mons. This is the largest mountain in the solar system. It rises 24 kilometers into the air. So to climb this mountain, it would be like climbing the highest mountain on Earth, Mount Everest, three times. Or another way we compare it is if we look at the famous Empire State Building in New York. Has anyone ever visited this building? I have when I was younger and it was really, really high. When you're standing on the roof of this building, the cars and people below look like ants, they're so far down. Well, if we were to stand on top of Olympus Mons, it would be the same as standing on top of 63 Empire State Buildings. Wow. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention, not only is Olympus Mons a huge mountain, it's also a volcano. Yep. Pretty much the scariest volcano I can think of if it was to ever erupt. I definitely wouldn't want to be on Mars if that was to happen. The next thing we're looking at is a place called Hellas Planitia. This is a massive canyon type feature that was created about 4 billion years ago during a period in the solar system known as the Late Heavy Bombardment, where the surface of Mars would have been pummeled by loads and loads of asteroids. Hellas Planitia would have been created when a massive asteroid hit the surface of Mars. It left a crater about 9 kilometers deep and 2,000 kilometers across. A crater, by the way, is the name of a dint left in a planet's surface after it is hit by something like an asteroid. So if the dint in the surface is that big after 4 billion years, just imagine what the asteroid would have been like. The last stop on our Curiosity rover exploration of Mars is a place called Valles Marineris. This is an incredible network of canyons that run for over 4,000 kilometers and can go from being two kilometers deep to seven kilometers deep. If we compare this to the Grand Canyon, pretty much the most famous canyon on Earth, it looks absolutely tiny in comparison. The Grand Canyon makes up a small part of the US state of Arizona, but Valles Marineris would stretch from one side of America to the other. Absolutely amazing. Okay, okay, it's almost time to leave Mars, but before we do, there's one more thing I want to take a look at. And strangely, it's not on the surface. We need to turn our heads upwards and look towards the sky. What we find is kind of like what we would see if we were looking up at the sky from Earth, but in double. When we look up, we don't see just one moon, we see two. Their names are Phobos and Deimos. 
These moons are actually thought to be asteroids that became caught in Mars's gravitational pull and are now in constant orbit around the planet. So there you have it, Mars. I hope you can see now why Mars is so interesting and gets scientists so excited. Their quest will continue for many years to come, where they will perform experiment after experiment to see whether life could indeed ever be supported there. Sometime in the not too distant future, man will likely walk on this amazing planet for the first time. It's such an exciting time to be alive in this modern day age of space exploration. If you check out the NASA website with your parents, you will be able to see the absolutely incredible photos taken by the Curiosity rover and get an even better idea of what a neighbouring planet really looks like. Into space on TRTE Radio. Alright, so, so far in this series, we've learned about the Moon, about asteroids, Mars, all the planets of the solar system, and of course, lots more. The thing about all of this that we've learned about is almost everything we know about them is known to be absolutely true. But now it's time to take a journey into the unknown. Something nobody on this planet, not even the smartest scientists, can definitely give us an answer to. And that is the question as to whether life exists anywhere else in the universe other than our own planet here. So we all have a particular image in our head when we think of aliens. Stranger from the outside. Greetings, I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. It's usually of a green or brown creature that looks totally different to us and speaks in a funny voice. Well, the truth is, if they do exist, nobody actually knows what they look like. They could look like absolutely anything. They're sometimes known as extraterrestrials, which is where the famous film character E.T. gets his name from. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. But before we even try to create an image in our head of what an alien or an extraterrestrial might look like, we need to understand what exactly we even mean when we use these words. Because let's be honest, Hollywood movies may have given us all a slightly skewed view of what they are. The main thing we need to remember when we're talking about aliens or extraterrestrials is that these words mostly stand for any other intelligent life form outside of planet Earth. So on Earth we have lots of different life forms, like animals or bugs, but on top of that we have an intelligent life form, which is us humans. When we say that we are an intelligent life form, we don't mean that animals are stupid or anything, because they most certainly aren't. What we mean is that we have the ability to make conscious decisions for ourselves. So we can decide on whether something is right or wrong, for example. So when we talk about aliens or extraterrestrials, we are pretty much referring to any other intelligent life form that might be out there in the universe that has the ability to make conscious thoughts like we do. The term extraterrestrial, which sounds really complicated, is actually very, very simple really. It means something belonging to another territory or place outside of planet Earth. Okay, but I haven't answered the question as to whether they're real or not. Well, unfortunately, I can't give you an answer. But maybe we should take a look at some claims that have been made which suggest that aliens have visited our planet. And then maybe you can make your own mind up at the end. 
Well, one of the main things we think about when we talk about aliens is the UFO. UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object. People have reported seeing these things in the air for many, many years. In a lot of cases, they are described as being a flying saucer type object in the sky. The term UFO is perfect to describe these sightings. As far as we can say in most cases, these are completely unidentifiable flying objects. So for all we know, they could be aliens in flying saucers, or they could be a plane in the sky with the light reflecting against it kind of strangely, or a new design of helicopter being tested by a nation's army. The only true answer we can give when someone says that they see a UFO is that we can't be absolutely sure as to what it is. There's a very small chance that it could be aliens hovering above the Earth, but the high likelihood is that it is just a normal everyday object that someone has seen from a strange angle, or it could even be an amazing trick of the light. The next unexplainable thing that people associate with aliens are crop circles. These are patterns that have appeared in crops all over the world for many years now. They can happen in any time or any place. But in general, these crop circles are very interesting shapes that are made up in a field of crops where some of them have been flattened to the ground and others aren't. When viewed from the air above, they can be absolutely extraordinary to look at. Like UFOs, there's no definite explanation for these. They could be the work of aliens, or they could be a natural phenomenon that scientists just don't understand yet. And in other cases, they can be a hoax by people who want to make the rest of us believe that we've been visited by aliens. Again, the only real answer we can give in many of these cases is that we just don't know. So there's kind of a pattern emerging here. People who believe that aliens exist can't prove it for definite. And people who say that they don't exist can't prove it for definite either. Okay, okay, so pretty much everything I've said so far about aliens has not been based on any sort of evidence. It's all been speculation and a collection of different people's opinions as to what they think is true and what they think isn't. So now it's time to take a look at some of the reasons as to why we would believe that life could exist outside of our planet. Because I don't know about you, but I'm getting a bit tired of all these people throwing their opinions around and none of them being able to give us a proper answer. So here's three main reasons that lead us to believe that life outside of planet Earth is indeed possible. So reason number one is that there are trillions and trillions of stars and planets in the universe. There are about a trillion planets in our galaxy alone. The chances of there being at least one other planet out there, like our own, that has just the perfect conditions for life to exist, are pretty high. Reason number two is, from what scientists know so far, water is needed to support life. Water, however, does not just occur here on planet Earth. There is evidence of water elsewhere within our solar system alone. So if we think of all the other millions and trillions of planets in the universe, there are likely many others that contain water, and because of this, could potentially support life. Reason number three is that we know now that life can actually thrive in very tough conditions. Scientists have been astounded at the places on Earth where we've discovered life to exist. From the coldest places on Earth to the deepest depths of the sea, life has been found in all of these different conditions. So even if conditions weren't exactly the same as they are here on planet Earth, 
it is possible that another life form could adjust to evolve and survive in a less favorable climate. But again, and I know I'm starting to say the same thing over and over again here, we really just don't know for sure. As science and technology improve, we learn more and more about our solar system and beyond. So maybe a few more years down the line, scientists will be able to give us some more definitive answers. But before we finish talking about aliens, there is one really important thing to realize, is that the idea of aliens being these really scary things that fly around in UFOs, abducting people, is something that has been completely made up by Hollywood. These make for great stories and really entertaining movies, but in reality, there is no hard evidence to suggest that if life outside of Earth did exist, this is what they would be like. So what I'm trying to say is that when we ask the question as to whether life exists elsewhere, there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. In fact, it's something that is incredibly exciting. So maybe, just maybe, there are other people on a faraway planet, just like ours, going about their day-to-day -day business right now. Maybe they have flying cars, or maybe they look like fish with horses' feet and voices like this. Or maybe they're just normal people like you and me, who right now, this very moment, are also sitting down listening to a radio show, wondering whether another planet just like theirs exists. We just don't know, but it's such a wonderful and exciting thing to wonder about. on TRTE Radio. So, if they do exist, what do you think what our life forms would look like? Use your imagination and go absolutely wild because there really is no right or wrong answer. Okay, well that's almost all we have time for on Into Space here on TRTE Radio. But before we finish up, let's get cracking with some amazing space facts. One. Every year the moon moves about four centimeters further away from the Earth. This will likely continue to happen for millions and millions of years until finally one day it will break free of the Earth's gravity and float off into the solar system. Goodbye old friend. Two. Every year the sun burns off about 360 million tons of fuel. Three. If there was a road leading to the sun, and you set off driving in your car at 50 miles per hour, it would take about 200 years to get there. Four. Astronauts are about two inches taller in space than they are here on Earth. This is because there is no gravity in space, so their spine expands and gets longer, making them taller. Five. The Earth is revolving around the sun at a speed of about 66,000 miles per hour. So even if you're sitting still in your chair right now, you're actually moving at 66,000 miles per hour through space. How cool is that? Remember to tell all your friends and family about the amazing facts you learned about space on today's show. But unfortunately, that's all we have time for this week. I really had so much fun today in the show. So thank you so much for joining me on this journey into space. Tune in next week here on TRTE Radio, where we'll learn even more about our incredible planet and beyond. 
Into Space on TRTE Radio.